Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Honored to be in for Sean Hannity. My name is Joe Pagney. Hello, Joe Pags. The number one radio talk show host in the land and the number one show, the Sean Hannity Show. And again, I'm thrilled to be here. Honored to be here. Uh, I'm in San Antonio area of Texas, which is about an hour and a half away from Uvalde, Texas. I've got children in, in public schools, one in elementary, one in middle school. My other three children graduated from public schools in this great land. And watching what's going on in this country, watching what's happening in a situation like, again, an hour and a half away from where I'm sitting, it's heartbreaking, yet we need solutions now. And again, I, I thank you, Sean, for letting me do this. Thank you to the audience for, for putting up with me instead of Sean today. And uh, let, let's, let's solve some problems today when it comes to school safety, when it comes to keeping communities and children especially safe. It doesn't make any sense that we hear a story like this 23 years after Columbine. 23 years ago is when we learned about those two heinous, disgusting devils on earth at Columbine killing innocent people because they could, because they had access to them. And you're hearing the left, and you're hearing the right, and you're hearing the rigmarole and the usual garbage out of Washington, and I want to cut through that because that isn't solving anything. Guess what? We heard the same garbage in 1999 when Columbine happened in Littleton, Colorado. At some point, we've got to actually do something that solves the problem. We've done nothing. Are there easy solutions? Some. Are there really difficult solutions? Yeah. Is there a funding issue? Well, there shouldn't be. We've got $40 billion to send over to Ukraine. So let's figure out exactly what it is that we have to do to solve this problem. Let's figure out exactly what it is that we can do as left and right, forget that, as Americans, to make sure we don't have babies that go to school and never come home. We want them to go to school and come home for dinner. These kids were a day and a half, two days away from summer vacation in Uvalde, Texas. We do have breaking news. We just heard a news conference from Uvalde, from the police department there, and also from the Texas DPS, Department of Public Safety. Those around the country would, would know these people as like state troopers. We're hearing information we didn't know before. The want and desire to be first in news usually lends itself to getting things wrong. Well, we've had things wrong now for a few days. Things have been reported incorrectly, whether it be on social media on your local newscast, wherever it happens to be, really bad information has been out there. 
Here's what we now know. We know the bad guy lived about a mile away from the school. We know the bad guy, police tell us, shot his grandmother in the face. She's alive. She was able to call 911. We know the bad guy then jumped in his truck and crashed it by the school. According to the news conference we just heard, the bad guy gets out and starts shooting. He's shooting at people at a funeral home, which is nearby. Then he shoots at the school building. There was no school resource officer there. That has been misreported for two or three days now. There was no confrontation outside of the school with a school resource officer. Some of you may know that as an SRO. There wasn't one there. So that story has been complete, completely wrong. He goes into the school, and later on I've got an interview with Victor Avila, who has information, he's a former Border Patrol agent. A Border Patrol agent is who killed this guy at the school the other day. Not the man I have on, but he is a former agent. He can give us insight. He goes in through the teacher's parking lot door that wasn't locked. Now, I don't know why 23 years after Littleton, Colorado, and don't misunderstand what I'm about to say. I don't blame the school for a bad guy doing heinous, disgusting things, murdering 19 babies and two adults. I don't blame the school, but I do want to know why we aren't taking the proper steps, the simple steps of locking the doors. As I said, we got kids who go to Texas schools. I'll tell you how you get into my kids' schools in a second. This guy goes as if he knows that that door is going to be open and unlocked. He walks in and starts shooting people. It's a small community, about 15,000, 16,000 people in that community. So police get there pretty quickly. And they go in. And immediately, several of them are wounded. Then they leave. Now comes the question, how long did they wait to go back in? There's a video now that's gone viral that people are watching across this nation and around the world. In fact, I did an interview with the BBC a couple of nights ago, 3.30 in the morning, who wants to know why Second Amendment, why guns, why don't you just get rid of all the guns? I had that interview for about 20 minutes on BBC Five. So there is a lack of understanding about our laws compared to what we're doing to make sure that innocent people are safe. Back to this story. The police left. They they, they retreated because this guy had some sort of body armor or protection on, and officers were getting picked off. They backed out. I don't know what I would have done in that situation other than to say I would have rushed in and probably lost my life trying to save those children. Police officers, when they sign on, sign on to give their lives to save the public, to serve and protect. I'm a thin blue line guy. I'm a blue lives matter guy. I support the police unless or until there's a time that we should question what activity happened. So we know they went in. We know they confronted him. We know that several were injured. Now the timeline gets a little bit shaky from there. There's a lot of area that we just can't fill in the blanks yet, and we'll wait till we get really good information. And by the way, I'm giving this to you as a journalist. This is not my opinion. I'm a former journalist. I was a television news anchor for a very long time. I've, I've won journalism awards. I know how to do the job. I'm just reporting to you what we just heard and what we just saw in the news conference from Uvalde. We don't know how long it took for police to go back in. We do know it was somebody in a Bortac unit, which is Border Patrol Tactical Unit, who ended up killing this guy, stopping the threat. We know that. This guy was so heroic, the, the man who took down the killer. He was even shot in the head and grazed. His hat is frayed from where the bullet went through. 
So we know a hero stopped the killing. We know there were 600 kids in that school. We know that 19 of them lost their lives. We know the two teachers lost their lives. But there is certainly a valid question of how long did it take for police to go back in? And why did it take so long? Now, in that video that we've seen where parents are imploring cops to do something, we do not hear any gunshots. The reports we got today is that the bad guy killed his victims as soon as he got in there. And then he was barricaded in the room knowing that he was being confronted by police officers. I don't know how long it took from that moment after the last person was killed for police to confront this guy again. They originally confronted him early on, as according to reports we just heard. And then because they were being injured, they backed off to reassess. What we don't know is how long they waited. What we don't know is, and we're going to hear it because the man who was giving the press conference today said, I will get that information from my team. You will hear from me again. And when we get that information, we'll bring it to you here on the Sean Hannity Show. We'll bring it to you on my program that happens after this on many of the same stations. So that's where we are today. Is there a valid question as to how long it took police to go back in? Yes, especially in light of what we know happened in Parkland in, in 2018. We know we have video proof. We have all the evidence we need that the school resource officer there, this guy Peterson, did not go in knowing that he was at the building where the shooting was happening. We hear the gunshots, and he doesn't go in. And we need him to go in. We know several Broward officers, Broward sheriff's deputies, did not go in when they showed up. They could have maybe saved some lives. They just didn't go in. We know the Coral Springs showed up. They did go in. The job is to go in. The job is to go in there and do all you can to preserve life. So I am not indicting any police officer who was at the scene in Uvalde the other day. I don't know what they were doing and how long it took them to go back in. I do know they were injured early on. I do know that a good guy with a gun killed the bad guy with a gun. We know that. So that's the very latest that we have on that case. And I'll give you more updates as the show goes on if we get more updates. But I do want to go here because it became left versus right immediately. You saw people like... Beto O'Rourke, Robert Francis O'Rourke, the fourth generation Irish American, pretending to be Hispanic, show up at an information session and interrupt the governor, the lieutenant governor, the U.S. senator, uh, interrupt the mayor in Uvalde. It was disgusting what he did. It was a, a campaign publicity stunt what he did. It was completely out of line. He shouldn't have done it. And he should be embarrassed today. He's not, but he should be embarrassed today. He did it for a photo op, and those photos have been used in social media all day today. If you support what O'Rourke did, there's something wrong with you. But let's get into the people in the Senate yelling, we got to do something. We got to have more background checks. We have to do Second Amendment's got to be reassessed. Let's, let's, let's examine Michael Moore, the filmmaker and the author. We got to get rid of the Second Amendment now. The Second Amendment's over. We got to, we got to get into Whoopi Goldberg on the view. I'm coming for your guns. We've got to get into Anna Navarro also on The View, dropping F-bombs on, on social media about, about how we have to do something and restrict guns, and we have to do this with guns, do that with guns. Biden, my God, he said over and over, we got to do something with guns. Let me tell you what all these people have in common. Whoopi, all of the talking heads at CNN, MSNBC, Fox, everywhere, every Hollywood star, writer, author, whomever who's on a movie set, every member of Congress, you know what they have in common? They're all safe. They're all going home today. They're all going to be fine. Have dinner with the family. Because good guys with guns are protecting them. 
There was no school officer here at this school? Really? There was a door unlocked that shouldn't have been unlocked? You could access the school in any number of ways, just like at Parkland. Guy went through a side door. That should never happen. But these people that are all on their high horse are all protected by good guys with guns. The moment Joe Biden says, you know what? I'm so against people having guns, I'm dismissing the Secret Service. Then I'll listen to him. The day that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer say, I'm dismissing the Capitol Police today. That's how anti-gun I am. I'll listen to them. The next time some governor, some mayor, some county executive says some stupid thing about guns, when he or she says, I'm dismissing my armed detail, I'll listen to them. But until that day happens, which, by the way, won't happen, I don't want to hear another peep other than them saying, we're going to make sure that the kids in schools have the same benefit of safety that we have in our jobs. That's what I want to hear. I also want to hear from you. I've got Andrew Pollack. I know he was on with Sean yesterday. I do a follow-up interview where we, we add more context to it and more color to it about what we can do today for free to get our kids safe in school. What we can do today for free to make sure that our kids come home tonight. We talk about that with Andrew Pollack, who lost his daughter, Meadow. She was murdered at Parkland, Florida. Going to have him on today. Going to have um, Ken Paxton, the Attorney General of the great state of Texas, to talk about Texas laws and what can already be done in Texas that isn't being done. We'll talk about that. And, of course, it goes well beyond Texas. Then we'll have Victor Avila on as well, former Border Patrol agent and expert on things like this. It is the Sean Hannity Show, 1-800-941-SEAN, 1-800-941-7326. Go to Hannity.com, SeanHannity.com. Joe Pag's in for Sean Hannity. Stay right here. When the world gives you insanity, he gives you common sense solutions. This country needs a course correction immediately. Find your station at Hannity.com and listen three hours a day. Glad to have you here. It is the Sean Hannity Show. My name is Joe Pags. In for Sean today. Thanks a lot for stopping by. The number is as usual. And uh, we've got a lot of phone calls coming in. A lot of people want to be heard on what happened in Uvalde, Texas, about an hour and a half away from where I'm sitting. The number, of course, 1-800-941-SEAN, 1-800-941-7326. Also, uh, Sean's, Hannity, uh, Sean's Twitter is Sean Hannity, at Sean Hannity. Mine is at Joe Talk Show on Twitter. Make sure you follow me there and stop by JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. I just got this from Jason, and this is a local reporter asking a lieutenant on the scene at the shooting that day in uh, Uvalde. And this, again, this this goes into why a lot of people are asking questions about what police did or didn't do at the scene there. Uh, Vanessa Croy, who was with uh, Ken's Five in San Antonio, asked about officers going in and saving their children specifically. And uh, Lieutenant Christopher Oliveras, this is uh, being reported by Mediaite, says, right, so what we know uh, right now is that there were some police officers, families trying to get children, their children out of the school because it was an active shooter situation right now. It's a terrible situation right now. And, of course, as we just mentioned, the loss of life is just terrible. It's a terrible tra- uh, tragedy of another took place. But, again, we got to keep acknowledging those brave men and women that actually were on the scene that met this suspect. And, of course, we know that they were met with gunfire. So I'm going to stop there. We know that uh, one of the children that was killed was the child of a deputy sheriff. We know that. I can't verify that officers went in, saved their kids, and then you know left. I can't verify that. It does appear that's what's being insinuated here in this soundbite, so I understand the skepticism. But let me say again, a good guy with a gun killed this, this fiend, this heinous devil. He's dead 
because of a good guy with a gun. And we're second-guessing police. And, of course, you've got people like Barack Obama who didn't hesitate to complain about police yesterday on Twitter a day after this horrible, heinous act in, in Uvalde. You've got Biden, the occupant of the White House, didn't hesitate to do an executive order um, going after police you know, on the heels of what happened in Uvalde, where police saved a lot of lives. And, and, and that's sort of the, the dichotomy we've got in this country right now. We've got the hate the police, defund the police, forget the nuclear family, the Western nuclear family, where dads aren't in households, and we'll talk more about that later. And then we've got the other side that says, no, 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 we love the police, they're looking out for us, they're, they're in our communities and they're protecting and serving. And yes, we do believe the nuclear family, and that always is going to end up you know, being a value system that used to work in this country. Listen, AR-15, by the way, AR stands for Armalite. It's the company that invented it or started making them. It doesn't mean assault rifle. AR-15s have been around a very, very long time. So have AK-47s. So have any other number of, of gun models that I can name right now. But we see an uptick in things like this, where innocent people are being targeted. Why is that? What's different? That's what we've got to figure out. And we haven't figured it out yet because there are two sides yelling at each other instead of saying, yeah, we, we don't want dead kids at, at school or dead people at the grocery store. Sean Hannity Show coming right back. Joe Pag sitting behind the mic. Keep it right here. Coming back. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver Airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. 
Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Draining the swamp, one corrupt politician at a time. This is the Sean Hannity Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this guy back. He's a personal friend of mine who I many times have said I wish he wasn't. And it's not because I don't love Andy Pollack. I do. We only met because of the horrible thing that happened in Parkland, Florida, where his daughter was murdered, Meadow, while she was at school. Andy, I'm, I'm really glad to talk to you. And uh, inside baseball, for those who are watching and listening, you and I were going to talk soon anyway because you've got a lot of things going on. We did not know this was coming. So first question has to be, how busy, how much did your phone blow up yesterday when this thing, uh, this tragedy unfolded in Uvalde, Texas? Well, I, I can't even, I, I pick up for you, Joe, anytime, you yeah, know. I got a hundred and something text messages in my phone. Right. Uh, I started this morning, just to help get the message out, I started this morning on Fox and Friends. I'm on the West Coast. I think I started about 3 a.m. this morning, my time on, in, on the West Coast. Right. So, I mean, so I, I, I and people want to go to you because, Andy, you started the hashtag fix it. Um, and, and I agreed with you. And we, we sent that out everywhere. We wanted to fix it. You wrote the book, Why Meadow Died. It's a handbook for, for parents to know what they're getting into when they send their kids to a public school. Um, and I know that you've made a difference in the lives of many, but we keep on seeing this happen. Um, since Parkland happened, since Meadow was murdered and, and these other innocent people were murdered there, have we fixed anything in this country? I can tell you what's horrible. Uh, Florida went in the right direction after Parkland. Uh, they made a lot of changes in the school districts. Uh, there was a lot of legislation passed. There's, bit, there's a law in place to have police officers. There was money for security. Joe, what the hell happened in Texas, man? You guys had a shooting in Santa Fe. I'm so happy. Santa Fe, New Mexico, May 18th, okay? 2018, 10 people killed. I still keep in touch with one of the families there. Why did this happen again in Texas? No single point of entry, no armed police at the school. Uh, how did they not learn from their past? You know, it, that's what gets me nuts. And it happened in Santa Fe, and they didn't fix it, Joe. Well, you're right. It happened in Santa Fe, Texas. Uh, Cruz went there. Other state legislators went there. U.S. legislators went there. They all talked a big game. But this really is a matter of, of let's break it down very simply because, you, again, you wrote the manual on this. One entry point. Why can it, this guy, I just got done with the U.S. representative from the district where Uvalde is. And it turns out this bad guy got in through a door where the teachers park in the parking lot. He, that wasn't the main entry. There was another entry open and available to a bad guy to get to these poor, innocent kids and teachers. What is it going to take, Andy, for people to listen to people like you and start locking down the schools where you can leave from any, any door, but you can only get in one way? It's going to take the parents, Joe, getting involved. That's the only thing. You can't leave it to politicians, left or right. It's not going to get done. It's going to take too long to fix these policies. Parents need to step up and elect the right people into their school board. It's more important than what's going on in D.C. is what's going on in your local community at the school board level. you got to get people that take safety. Uh, they put that at the utmost importance. You know, Florida, you know, that's where both of us are from. Yeah. They got it right. You know, not to say that it can't happen in Florida, but they're doing everything they can to prevent it. And, you know, I get so angry because you can't just blame the school district. You got to put responsibility on the parents that drop their kids off at any school, 
You know better by now. It's 2022. Parents need to know better. You can't just drop your kid off and think that everything's taken care of. You've got to check the school yourself. You got to, you know how many parents don't even know if they have armed security at the school? They don't even know. I ask them. What about a single point of entry? Could you get into the school after you drop your kid off? What about hard, you know what a hard corner is, Joe? No. Tell me. Uh, very simple. So in Parkland, the school shooter went to the window in one of the hallways and shot his gun through the window and killed children inside the classroom, walked down the hall, came back, the kids were under their desks, he shot them again. So very simple for schools to be implementing. A hard corner is the corner along the doorway where you can't be seen from the door or can't be shot. So a lot of these schools, I'll go visit a school, they got desks, they got cabinets, they got everything in the way, God forbid something happens. If there's a shooting, the teachers have to be trained. Get your kids up against the hard corner inside the classroom. And these are just common sense things, Joe, that will save lives, and and it's not being done. Well, Andy, you mentioned this, and it's Andy Pollock. His daughter, Meadow, was murdered by 18, 1958. We refuse to say the guy's name on my show, uh, and Andy refuses to say his name as well. This horrible, heinous murderer got, got in through some side door, was carrying uh, rifles in a bag that anybody could see. Security guards did nothing. The school resource officer did nothing. The Broward County Sheriff's Office showed up and did nothing. Thank God Coral Springs showed up and actually jumped into action. But But you've been saying this now since Meadow died. And, and unfortunately, her death is in vain if people don't start listening to what you're saying because I'm sick and tired of seeing this. I've got a 7-year-old in elementary school in Texas. I've got a 13-year-old in middle school in Texas. I've got two grandkids that are in school, elementary school in, in Michigan. I don't want to hear about this anymore. We want our kids to go to school, then come home for dinner. It's not asking that much. So you're talking about hard corners, which is it seems to be common sense. One single entry point seems to be common sense. How about, how about a good guy with a gun, Andy? I mean, you're not an anti-gun guy, even though what happened to, to Meadow, because you know a good guy with a gun can maybe stop it well it's the, the shooter at my daughter's school reloaded five times inside the building so there were so many opportunities to kill him you know and and, and the people that are anti-gun I, I i have a simple answer for them you send your kid to a school with a big no gun zone sign on it with all the doors open okay my grandkids one day hopefully one day my kids have my son's have some kids, yeah, and they're going to go to a private school uh, where there's armed guards and a single point of entry. That's why it's on the parents. It, kids don't, I don't care what it, there's no political party with a child going to school. You want your children safe, I'm telling you, make sure there's a single point of entry school, and, and even now they're doing a lot of fencing around these schools to make it a little more difficult. Right, And you know, Joe, I lay it all out for any of your listeners. They could go on to burner.com forward slash school safety. Okay. And look, I lay it out what parents could do to make their kids safe. And number one thing is get involved and know what's going on at your child's school. Don't just drop them off like they did. You know, I hate to say it, but Texas didn't learn. You know, Joe, it's horrible to say it, but you got to take these little common sense things and implement them at these schools or these things are going to keep happening he's meadow's father he's a very good friend of mine andrew pollock uh you can go to burner.com slash what is it school safety 
Yeah, burnit.com forward slash school safety. As I have on the screen, I've got to also your school safety grant.com one or dot org. Uh, get his book, Why Meadow Died. It really is a handbook that, that parents need. Andy, I think that you hit on something that's very important. Parents are afraid to approach those people that were paying at schools. They're afraid to say, can I speak to the principal about the safety measures here? Can, do you have a school resource officer here? Do you have a police officer with an office here? Is there somebody that can stop a bad guy with a gun? Um, are there any, is there any other way to get through a window or get through a door? These are simple questions that we need to be asking now. We shouldn't be ashamed of asking because if they don't give you the right answers, like what you said, send the kid to, to a private school or homeschool them. Or charter school or switch schools. Yeah. You know, you don't hear, you know, Joe, you don't hear, I don't, you don't hear about shootings in private schools, right? It rarely happens. I don't know that I've ever heard of one in a private school, to be honest. They take it serious, you know. Uh, that, that, you know, there's so much, I, I'm so disgusted with politics lately because of this bill that just got passed uh, with giving this money, this $50 billion over to, over to Ukraine, when the people in this country are suffering, our schools, what could we do to secure our schools with that $50 billion? How many veterans that need jobs could we hire to, to work at these schools? How about give police officers tax credits to work a couple of hours, volunteer for, at their child's school? We fix you know, but if, if everyone's going to focus on the Second Amendment, it's just going to be another blah, 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 and nothing's going to get done. But well, well, and I, 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 I want to stop you there. Yeah. On the same day that we're talking about this, and some of you will be hearing this the next day on Sean Hannity's show, um, Biden is now signing some bill to, 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 I don't know, put on some registry police officers that are be, being called violent or something. He's got some other bill, some other radical thing that's going after police officers, officers that you and I rely on to keep us safe in our communities. We seem to have, we're living in backward world. We need more good guys that have the ability to nullify a bad guy. And yet we've got the president of the United States the day after Uvalde happens talking about some list of police officers and what they can and can't do when they're dealing with a suspect. It, 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 it boggles my mind. It's horrible. We tie the hands of those police officers that we need to support them and give them the equipment, you know, to, to respond. What I say, what I would say to the president is, I, I even hate saying that the president, this guy. I but you. what I hate saying, you know, what I would do, is I would say to him, how about you sign an executive order holding these mental health counselors accountable for letting these mentally people on the street that are a danger to themselves and a threat to society and not having a background so they're able to purchase a rifle. I have a statistic, at, and out of the last 25 years, Joe, 50% of these mass shooters were seeing, were involved, they were seeing a mental health counselor. Wow. And not one, not one was deemed a threat to society or to themselves. So none of them ever got a background, and not one would have been prevented legally from buying a firearm. So let's hold those people accountable. Let's not look at law enforcement who put their life on the line every day they put that uniform on. Well, and by the way, it was a, a law enforcement officer from a Border Patrol tactical team that killed the bad guy in Uvalde. Without him, you might have 200 dead people in that school. It's Andrew Pollock. And again, Andy, I've got a different website up underneath you. So it's burna.com slash school safety to find out more about how to keep kids safe in school. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. The, the $40 billion they just agreed to is ridiculous. Another 14 or $15 billion already went to Ukraine. While, we're, while we've got 19 dead children at a school in Texas, it doesn't make sense. So let's say that you don't have a 
bunch of extra funding, but tomorrow you, Andy Pollack, can do something in every school, every public school in this country. What can they do starting tomorrow that doesn't cost anything? We'll talk about appropriations later. Is it a matter of locking every door and having one entry? Is that the first right thing to do? That That's the first thing. When the bell rings, you can't get into the school. Every door is locked. You tell the kids, if you hear a knock at the door, you, you don't open the door, okay? You, you're, getting, you're getting suspended if you open a door anyway. In you have to have two doors, Joe. You go through the first door, then you show your ID or you have a key fob, and then you can get in, you know, that you belong. Right, you've got to be that buzzed be in, right? First. You've got to be buzzed in. That's what I have to do at my schools. And the second thing I would say is it doesn't cost money to get involved with these school board elections and team up with other like-minded parents and some of these school board members out. That's one positive thing that's going on in the country, Joe, that we, that we see. Parents are waking up. The CRT woke them up. So now when you go into these school board meetings and you got the people in, then you can take, they'll take security, you know, seriously. Yeah, you know, we, we, we saw, it's Andy Pollack, and, and uh, the rest of that interview can be seen on Rumble. Just go to JoePags.com, click on Rumble. We get into real solutions, and you heard the first one, and that's what I have to do here in Texas to get my elementary school kid or my middle school kid. There are two doors. I go through one, bulletproof glass, show my license, get a tag that I can go in, that I'm buzzed in. No other door should be open or available. Those hard corners that he talks about are very important as well. Check out the remainder of that interview by going to JoePags.com, and then click on Rumble. You'll see all my interviews there. Really glad to be in uh, for Sean Hannity today. I'm going to take some phone calls as soon as we possibly can. A lot of people want to be heard. It's 1-800-941-SEAN 800-941-7326 Joe Pags in for Sean Hannity. Stay right here. Alerting you to all the ways the government wants to butt into your life. This is the Sean Hannity Show. Joe Pags in for Sean Hannity today. Glad to have you along for the ride. Make sure you stop by Hannity.com. All the information you want there on Sean's show and also follow at Sean Hannity on Twitter. You can find me, JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. Sign up for all the social media, whatever your favorite one is. We're probably on there. And I'm verified everywhere except for TikTok. And TikTok's a very strange site. We'll get into that uh, at some uh, other point as we go forward. This news came in today. From Ernie Zuniga, who is a local news anchor in San Antonio, Texas. Really great guy. He does a very good job. He reported this on Twitter today. Joe Garcia, the husband of Irma Garcia, one of the two teachers shot and killed in Uvalde, Texas, on Tuesday, has reportedly suffered a fatal heart attack. Joe and Irma were high school sweethearts, married 24 years. They leave behind four children. I mean, he had a heart attack and died a couple of days after his beloved was killed at that school. The family, I'm hearing and seeing reports, say he died of a broken heart. It's disgusting to have to talk about about what happened at that school. It's disgusting that it's so many years after Columbine, and we literally have done little to nothing. And when you hear the words of Andy Pollack, who lost his beloved Meadow in Parkland, Florida, murdered by 181958, I won't say the guy's name, that's his, that's his prisoner number. When you hear his words and you don't heed them, there's a problem in this society. Yes, we can get into, was it uh, God is out of schools? Is it that people uh, don't value human life anymore? Is it video games? We can get into all that. And all those discussions should be had. But are we taking the steps to stop evil today? Are we taking the steps to stop evil tomorrow? Is there one entry point at your kid's school? Have you asked those questions? Do you go to the school board meetings? 
Get involved. You can make a difference. We've got two more big hours coming your way and a couple of great interviews as well. Attorney General uh, Ken Paxton from the great state of Texas coming up and Victor Avila, former Border Patrol agent, federal agent. We've got that coming and much more. Pleasure to be in for Sean today. My name is Joe Pags, Joe Pagliarulo. Back after this on the Sean Hannity Show. Stay here. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.